Welcome to Common Sense Coalition Talk Radio, where you'll find straight talk from people with good old common sense. I trust your opinion. And now, for your host, she's putting sense back into nonsense. Absolute insanity. Well, you can hear me on the radio. Your host, Beth Ann. And I welcome you today to CSC Talk Radio. It's my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to be here with you today. We're going to get straight to the show. I've got a guest that it's been a long time since he's been with us, so we're kind of excited about that, that he's back. But let's go to the Lord in prayer for such a time as this. We give you thanks, O oh God, for all the many blessings you have given us. So many times we are just so complacent. And take everything for granted. Father, thank you for what you do for us. And we do thank you for this nation and what it has been in the past. And we pray it will once again be one nation under God. May we remember from whence we came and find our way back to liberty. We ask that you give us wisdom and courage, the gift of discernment, that we might sort through the lies and the deceptions. Father, we ask again that you will reveal the truth and expose the corruption and protect your children as we fight to bring justice back to our land. May your justice prevail. I thank you, Father, for my guest today. Bless, bless this show and our conversation. May we be a blessing to those who are listening. Bless Murray and all his endeavors to educate and encourage Americans. I believe you have placed me here for such a time as this, and I beg your watch care over CSC Talk Radio, my affiliates, my listeners, my advertisers, and, yes, all my guests. It is in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. America, my sweet America, I recently wrote my laments of what we are missing today in our great nation, at least my perception of it. Times gone by of a free and independent, sovereign, and yes, proud America. Our constitutional republic was born from an idea, a dream, much study of other nations and their governments, and men who wanted to point this nation into one direction, liberty, independence. Laws based on God's laws, you know those Ten Commandments, (laughs) religious morality. While you are free to choose faith or not faith, the laws remain for all. When Colonel Mason objected to the Constitution, it was because it didn't go far enough to restrict government from infringing upon the rights of the people. Life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, property, and prosperity. So George Mason then wrote the Bill of Rights. Now, the Bill of Rights doesn't give Americans any rights. It protects the rights that we were born with, that all men, women, are born with, God-given rights, natural rights. Instead of seeing it as a permission slip for the people, think of it as a restraining order for the government. The problem today, the people stopped being involved and the politicians, they took over. I brag about my roots in America. What does that mean, though, if I'm not being a part of this nation's liberty? Sometimes those of us who were born here 
don't realize the goodness of this nation's founding. Yes, we're not perfect, but we were the best, and I believe we can be once again. Taking it all for granted has brought us to tyranny, in my opinion. Yes, we can blame the lying, dishonest thieves in Washington, D.C., and in many of our state capitals. They they couldn't do what they do if we didn't just look the other way and let them. The only thing necessary for triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. Edmund Burke. Americans who know what the other side was like, other nations lived somewhere else, they appreciate America's founding perhaps more than we do. My guest today has been with us before, back in 2021. It's been way too long. And we talked about his new book at that time, which was Navigating the Boom-Bust Cycle, an Entrepreneur Survival Guide. Murray Sabrin, Ph.D., is Emeritus Professor of Finance, Rapopo uh, College in New Jersey. Dr. Sabrin is considered a public intellectual for writing about the economy and scholarly and popular publications. His new book at this time, not now, but in 2022 was the finance of healthcare, well, wellness, and innovation approaches to employ medical insurance. I believe we interviewed him about that as well. And then we interviewed him regarding his book with the, the boom and the bus cycle. But now he has another new book, From Immigrant to Public Intellectual, An American Story. It's truly an American story, and he published it in November of 2022. He also has a newsletter on Substack. It's simply named Murray's Newsletter. So, Dr. Sabrin, we thank you for joining CSE Talk Radio this morning. I have to say I'm jealous of your three books. I've been trying to finish three books, and it they moves very slow for me. I think people who are beginning to believe I'm just have a great imagination and they're pretend books happening. But they will happen, and... uh Maybe we you can tell me your secret later off the air. But congratulations on your newest book, and I thank you for what it means to us. I read a little bit of it. I didn't read it all through yet. But what a story your life has. Welcome back, Dr. Sabre. Thank you, Beth. It's great to be with you um, in uh, the, the middle of the winter time. But uh, fortunately, we're in southwest Florida, and um, the sun is shining, and it's 76 degrees. <laughs> well, we're right dab smack in the middle of this nation in, in Missouri, and uh, it's going to hit 50-ish today, and the sun is, si- the sun is shining, so we think we're doing pretty good, too. Uh, we have a great nation, don't we? We sure do. Unfortunately, unfortunately, the politicians are undermining it uh, with their crazy policies, and uh, I-, I think we have to go back to the basics. I agree. Absolutely, I agree. And, you know, the um, I didn't realize, I guess I knew it, but I just didn't think about it, that you... Now, Dr. Sabrin, when he was a little boy, Murray, <laughs> he came to this country at the age of two, legally. He didn't sneak across a border. He came with his family legally. His parents were Holocaust survivors. What a story you have to tell. I want to say from rags to riches, but you've uh, you've said immigrant to an intellectual, and uh, that's exactly what you are. Um, what prompted you to to write this third book? Well, actually, uh, it's my fourth book. Oh no! You don't be bragging. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I decided once I uh, we're having a bad connection, 
Yes, we are. I'm getting feedback. Do you have a radio uh, on or anything on in the background? No, I just have I just have uh, my cell phone on. Okay. Um, not using Bluetooth or anything? No, no. Okay, okay. Well, we, we'll reconnect when we go into a commercial break here shortly and see if we can't do better with that. But um, okay. uh, you can go ahead and explain real quickly why you chose to write this fourth book. Well, I originally was going to write a book about my 1997 Bull campaign, which uh, I made political history in the state of New Jersey when I became the first third-party candidate to uh, receive matching funds because we raised enough money to qualify, and that required me to be in the debates with the two major party candidates. And yes, so uh, I was going to go ahead. So I was going to write a book about that, but then when I contacted my a publisher, he, he said you have a more interesting story to tell, and that is about your journey from uh, immigrant to uh, college professor to political candidate, and so that was the genesis of the book. Well, it's very interesting. You tell lots of stories in it, and it's a it's a fairly easy read. Uh, like I said, I didn't finish it. I'm reading so much, and I'm writing, so it's it's been difficult to keep to keep up. But I thank you, and you hang on. Uh, my producer's going to try and and you two connect, and we'll see if we can't get a better connection when we come back. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann with Dr. Murray Sabrin, his newest book, From Immigrant to Public Intellectual. That's an American story. You know, we have a awesome country with awesome opportunities for everyone and we'll be right back Daniel Turner, founder and executive director of Power the Future, agrees that America is blessed with an abundance of reliable energy sources. Our natural resources are the lifeblood of our nation and have made our nation prosperous. Rural America is the heart of production in this nation. Our food, manufacturing, trucking, and yes, our energy. Power the Future promotes jobs in rural America, specifically our energy jobs. These jobs are all under attack. Wealthy radicals like Tom Steyer's and George Soros promise to break the nation's energy independence. Their beloved Green New Deal attacks all that is good in this nation. Our food, our land, our jobs, our families, and of course, our gassy cows. Power the Future is fighting for you, rural America. Join them. Visit PowerTheFuture.com. See the latest news and donate to those who are fighting for you. PowerTheFuture.com. Power the Future is fighting to keep America's lights on. You can look for the silver lining or you can strengthen your portfolio with gold and silver. Optimism is planning for your own financial future. Melody Cedarstrom of Discount Gold and Silver Trading has been watching our economy and the banksters for well over 20 years. The U.S. has an unsustainable debt. While the timing of a collapse cannot be predicted, we know the proverbial straw that breaks the camel's back weighs heavier and heavier with each new stimulus and omnibus bill. Because of our debt and the lack of solid backing, those fiat dollars in your pocket continue to deflate in value. However, gold stays true, true wealth. Give Melody Cedarstrom a call at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Discount gold and silver trading for all your precious metal needs. And join Melody weekday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Financial Survival Radio. Visit DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com. 
Made in America is more than just a slogan. It's a brand we all look for to better this nation's economy. Liberty Tabletop is the brand of Cheryl Manufacturing, the only manufacturer of flatware in the United States of America. Liberty Tabletop creates high-quality flatware at a competitive price using the finest quality 1810 chromium nickel stainless steel. Oh, and by the way, the steel they use is also made in the USA. The steel is tested for lead and other toxic trace elements, so you bring to your family a safe and pure product that will last for generations. Setting your table is an important part of every meal. The patterns you choose say something about you and your family. Bringing America home with LibertyTabletop.com or go to my website, csetalkradio.com, and click on their link. Call Liberty Tabletop at 844-386-2338. Use the promo code BETHANN and receive 10% off your purchase. LibertyTabletop.com. And we have returned to listening to CSE Talk Radio. We're visiting today with Dr. Murray Sabrin, and uh, we're talking about his newest book, From Immigrant to Public Intellectual, an American Story. And uh, I said as we went off the air, we do have a great country. Um, many of us who have been here, like, forever, <laughs> I have uh, relatives that go back to the Revolutionary War. So I think sometimes we take things for granted. I don't even think we realize... We've lost our liberty. Do you, Dr. Sabrin? Well, that's a sad reality that um, as an immigrant, I became a U.S. citizen in 1959, and uh, I swore to uphold the Constitution. And when I started reading the Constitution and what it all meant as a youngster, I said, uh, well, this is an interesting document that all Americans should embrace. And over the years, as I learned about politics and government and economics, I realized that the people in Washington uh, don't take their oath seriously to uphold the Constitution, and that's why we're in the mess that we're in today with a $32 trillion debt, $6 trillion budget, uh, money printing uh, galore that, uh, that's fueling the inflation that we've had for the past several years, and uh, endless wars overseas. And so uh, people who have been in charge for several decades back uh, then have done a terrible job in governing us, and being stewards of our tax dollars. And that's why uh, I've written these books, because to give people uh, knowledge about what the alternatives are to the welfare warfare state that's been governing us for decades. And and we're talking about both parties. <laughs> because Well, that's, that, that's the sad reality, is that yes, um, is. the Democrats gave us the income tax, the uh, Federal Reserve, uh, and all these entitlement programs, and the Republicans, when they got into power, never turned back the tide. They just kept the status quo, and when the Democrats get in, they expand the welfare warfare state, and the, the Republicans don't roll it back, and so here we are today. You know, and it's, it's my opinion that uh, the career politicians were never something our founding fathers wanted, um, and I get a little bit, uh, it's like, it's like nails on a chalkboard for me when they keep talking about our democracy when we were established as a constitutional republic with some democratic policies. There is that. But, you know, the career politicians, they're there taking care of their careers and their finances and not ours, not we the people. We were supposed to be the focus because we were supposed to be the governed, consent of the governed. And they ignore all that. And they go about their business, and it's both sides of the aisles, and even some of those that are there as independents. It's 
they're not looking out for the best interest of this country or the people. And uh, well, go ahead. The thing that really upsets me is that we have Article One, Section Eight, which outlines the responsibilities and the authorized spending of the federal government. And if you look at the federal budget and compare that to the Constitution, virtually everything the government spends on is not authorized. Absolutely. Therefore, members of the Congress, the President, the Supreme Court justices have violated their oath to uphold the Constitution. And therefore, we have a constitutional crisis that nobody in Washington is talking about. No one on uh, in talk radio, talk television, uh, cable TV, no one's talking about the, co- the grave constitutional crisis we have. It is a crisis, and and I call I go back to the tenth uh, grievance of the uh, uh, Declaration of Independence, where they talk about the king has instituted new offices and sent hither swarms of officers to harass uh, our people and eat out their substance. And that's what I see all this bureaucracy. I don't believe we need a Department of Education, and I don't believe we need a Department of this or that. There are some things that need to be taken care of. We are a country from with uh, automobiles and all that. We can travel from here to there, but but um, they're working way too hard. Murray, <laughs> they need to just well, cut it back. Cut back. Well, you work way too hard. <laughs> well, I outlined how we can get to a, a free America in my 1995 book called Tax-Free 2000, which outlined a plan to systematically reduce the welfare state so mm-hmm. that people would be free. We would deal with people who are in need through the private the nonprofit sector, and all the institutions are in place in the private sector, the nonprofit sector, to have a social harmony, prosperity, and liberty. And the people in power are career politicians. They don't want the status quo changed. And my job as a in retirement now, which is not retirement, essentially my my <laughs> last career as a writer and author and speaker is to point out that the emperor has no clothes, that what they're doing in Washington is not in the best interest of the vast majority of the American people. Unfortunately, the American people are not being honest with with the politicians because if $6 trillion of federal spending each year is, is worthwhile, why aren't the American people saying, tax us more because we want a balanced budget? Instead, the federal government borrows $2 trillion, $2 trillion a year the Federal Reserve buys some of that debt, which creates money out of thin air, and then we're off to the races with inflation. Well, I don't really want taxed more. I would like to see them <laughs> cut out some of these programs. You know, we're really already a socialist country because of all these social programs. It, 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 am I correct in that statement? I know I'm a little simple-minded, but it's already that people are already relying way and that's 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 job security for these politicians and these bureaucrats we're already relying on them for this and for that and well, we shouldn't this, be this is this is how, what the great depression did uh, the great depression uh really injured the psyche of the american people because the politicians said ha the free market doesn't work therefore we need more government control more government spending more government regulation and the New Deal was born not under Roosevelt, but under Hoover. And FDR just expanded the, the Hoover New Deal. And so Truman expanded it. And then Eisenhower expanded it a little bit by creating the Department of Health, Education, and Welfare. And then Kennedy and Johnson. And it goes on and on and on. So this has been like a bad play, a nightmare, if you will, for the American people. But here's, here's the optimistic side. 
is that given everything that we have not going for us in America, American entrepreneurs, men and women, are doing a magnificent job in providing us with goods and services that we want. That's the really good news. And because of the Internet, a lot of young people are becoming entrepreneurs. They're becoming successful because they're seeing a need in the marketplace and they're filling that need. And this is why America is such a wonderful country. Anyone can start a business today, tomorrow, with virtually no capital and become super successful. You know, we are the land of opportunity, and we're being told that we're not. And I don't buy that story, and I know you don't either. Um, but those that really want 100% power over us are trying to convince our young people. They're taking our young people, uh, Murray, and I, they're just destroying their minds, um, telling them that that depending on your skin color, whether you can be successful or not successful or even or even do something. Because if you are the wrong skin color, you're not even able. You're not capable. I mean, it's so racist what they're saying when they're accusing everyone else of being racist. And that's not what this country is. And it never has been. Yes, we went through slavery, but they're the, we're the country that fought against it. We're the country that rose above it. Do we have prejudiced people? Yes, but we don't have it written into our government, as far as I'm concerned. It's not written in there. It's the opposite. And, uh, you know, it bothers me that we have the climate change hoax. We have all these things so they can gain more power over us. And and we just sit here, and instead of questioning like our founding fathers would, we sit here and believe it. Believe the lies that we're being told. I saw your substack. We can't say that word on the air. We'll say bull hockey. <laughs> we'll say bull hockey detector. We call it discernment here. Yeah. But yeah, I think common sense has been something that people have forgotten how to use. You know, yeah. and we sit there. I sit there and watch TV all night, Murray, trying to glean what we're being told and and to sift through the truth, find if you can find any truth in it. Now we're going to have a big uh, bull hockey detector tonight because, <laughs> because we have the State of the Union address yeah. going on. Yeah. And, uh, it's, uh, you know, I just, it's a mess and it's, and it's hard to figure out just how we're going to educate people to understand that this is the greatest nation, but it's only the greatest nation because the people made it the greatest nation. Not anybody yeah. in D.C. They're not making this nation great. They don't even want to. They've already protested against that. And uh, anyway, when we come back, I really want to get into your book or several of your books if you want to talk about them. And let's see how uh, let's tell the people how to get a hold of them and get them to sign up for you on Substack and uh, follow you there with your newsletter. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. We're excited to have Dr. Murray Sabrin with us today. His newest book is From Immigrant to Public Intellectual, An American Story. And it's quite a story. You would absolutely love it. And we'll be right back.
And we have returned. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. We're visiting with Dr. Murray Sabrin. He has written his newest book, is From Immigrant to Public Intellectual, An American Story. He came into this country when he's two years old back in 1949. Sorry, I'm telling your age there. Okay. <laughs> we just have to fess up, don't we? Because you're not we too sure far do. ahead. Honesty is the best policy, Beth Ann. You're not too far ahead of me. So, um, you know, I'm concerned about this country, and I'm sure that you are too. Uh, I have uh, grown children. I have grandchildren. I even have grand, grown grandchildren. I have little grandchildren, and I have more on the way. And uh, I'm concerned about... You know their their lives and their opportunities and their liberty, and um, you know I think your book is a story that American story that that needs to be told. And I want you to tell my listeners right now how to get your book. Well, the book's available in two editions, Kindle and um, paperback, on Amazon. And the wonderful thing about what the publisher did to get this book uh, distributed widely throughout the country is that it's priced so low that. Uh, People can buy multiple copies and give it out to friends, neighbors, relatives, uh, colleagues, and uh, have people discuss it at their, in their local communities and say, what is America all about? Because uh, mm. when I came to America as a two-year-old, and uh, my parents barely survived World War II, and I started learning about World War II and their experiences during the war, and what America is all about, reading the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, I said, boy, well, my, well, am I lucky that my parents decided come, to come to America because they could have gone to different parts of the world because they had connections on uh, uh, places that they felt they were going to be safe. And they chose America because um, they felt they were going to be safe here. They had uh, relatives here. And so uh, we made a life for ourselves, starting with virtually nothing in, in 1949. And my father worked hard. And they worked two jobs uh, throughout the 1950s. And then... Uh, he had his own cab in New York City and uh, worked very hard for, uh, for many years in order to provide for his family. And I grew up in the New York City public schools when schools were teaching and they weren't doing any of this woke stuff that you get today. And it was all about reading, writing, and arithmetic, the three R's. And um, because of that, I was able to get into uh, the Bronx High School of Science, uh, which I think at that time was the top public high school in the country. Uh, a lot of the students who went there became Nobel Prize winners and uh, famous uh, physicians and engineers and architects. And uh, I decided to become a social studies teacher because I was fascinated with history. Right. And uh, <laughs> I became a history teacher, and then I realized that uh, this was not my calling in, in the inner city of New York City. And so <laughs> I went to graduate school in 1972 to get a Ph.D., and eventually got the job that I always wanted, uh, was becoming a college professor in 1985 by accident. And if I hadn't been at the right place at the right time, that never would have happened. So my book is, my autobiography is really about perseverance. It's about um, positive mental attitude and a little bit of luck. And I had a 35-year career teaching finance, which was one of the great um, uh, joys of my life because it allowed me to interact with the young adults to help them become productive individuals. You know, I had a, I have a sponsor that's on the air every once in a while, Daniel Turner with Power of the Future. And... Um, he is from New York. He's no longer living there now. And we were talking, make kind of hitting on Kamala's thing with the yellow school bus. Now, I grew up in, in Raytown, Missouri, and uh, so I was a suburb. So I rode a school bus to school. And then when we moved from there down here to the country, I was in the middle of my freshman year in high school, and we still rode a, red, a yellow school bus to school. 
And um, but I asked uh, Daniel about that. So when you say from New York, he said he never rode a school bus. He took the subway to school. Mm-hmm. And that just made me cringe to think what's going on right now. I would I would just be horrified if I had to send a child to school on a subway, Absolutely. even a teenager, or maybe especially a teenager. But no, no I spent uh, uh, three years in high school and four years in college riding the same subway uh, train from uh, Burnside Avenue in the West Bronx to uh, to Bessic Park Boulevard, and uh, it was an easy commute. I think it was fifteen twenty minutes. And um, for seven years of my life, I got a great education in the Bronx High School of Science and Hunter College in the Bronx. And um, and then then I commuted for uh, the Bronx to Rutgers in New Brunswick for uh, several years in order to uh, get my Ph.D. And um, th- that is what America is all about, is having a goal, finding out how to p- achieve that goal, and pursuing that goal, and, don't, and not allowing anything to... Uh, hinder your desire to achieve that goal. And unfortunately, too many people give up. They, they become uh, fall into despair and uh, sometimes get into drugs and other things that mm-hmm. make their life miserable. You know, um, we're encouraged as a society into drugs. And I'm not just talking about the illegal drugs. I'm talking about all of them. And... Uh, it's it's something that yeah i don't i don't mean that we don't need to have medication from time to time but it seems like it's always the the easy fix we'll just take a pill and um you know then we have people hooked on it with the pain that they have they get hooked on the opioids and the doctors pass those out like they're sugar candy and it's it's something that it it's not real health care no and, no, and it does bother me uh, what's going on with our young people and even our adults. With, well, this um, is well, this is why COVID was such an important turning point in American history. It really yeah. put the government at the center of medical care in this country, and I find that appalling because there's certainly no constitutional basis for that. Absolutely, and, and right. uh, the doctor-patient relationship should be the foundation of medical care, and that's what I wrote about in two books. Uh, if we don't have the doctor-patient relationship as the foundation of uh, medical care, then we rely on insurance, whether it's Medicare, Medicaid, or employer-based insurance, and that becomes hugely expensive. And the other statistic that is really mind-numbing is that six out of ten adult Americans have one chronic illness, and four out of ten have two or more. And these are the people that are most vulnerable to COVID. And instead of having... uh, suggestions that people who have uh, underlying illnesses take care of themselves better. We've had this one-size-fits-all policy where even youngsters are getting uh, COVID shots when it's unnecessary. And so uh, this is another example of being over-medicated. Oh, I agree 100%. And um, I think that's one thing that it did show. It showed us lots of things, how tyrannical our government is how relying we are on our enemies for medications and other health care items, and how unhealthy and out of shape Americans are. I I felt like it showed us all three of those things, and it should have been a wake-up call. But I I don't think it was for many. I mean, it's it uh, we still have we still see people wearing masks. Uh, we still have people that think that this this uh, 
uh, jab with the uh, vaccine as the way to go. Uh, I didn't. I opted not to take the jab. I have friends who did take the jab. I have friends who didn't take the jab. We didn't judge one another about it. Um, but it's, uh, you know, I believe in personal liberty and everything, and your health care and everything. And um, it's it's something that we noticed they didn't want us to have. They didn't want you to have liberty regarding your health care. I've known that for a long time. That their their health care bills, the Obama care, all that. It's all about insurance. It's not about your health. Right. It's about forcing right. you to buy something. So well, when I did the when I did the research for one of my health care books, I came across a, a doctor who founded a direct primary care uh, organization. And the reason he became a doctor is because he saw his father when he was a youngster uh, coming home really despondent about uh, treating people in the public hospitals in New York City in the emergency room where people were waiting hours and hours for treatment. So he, so he concluded that we have sick care in America. We don't have health care. Oh, that's, that's, a, that's a great way of putting it. I hear the music. We're headed into a break. You can get his newest book on Kindle or paperback on Amazon. We'll tell you a little more about that when we come back. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann with Dr. Murray Sabrin. From immigrant to public intellectual, an American story. Beautiful story. And we'll be right back. Have you heard about vine-to-bar chocolate? It's the winemaker's chocolate, the world's first chocolate made with well-vined Chardonnay Mark from the beautiful coastal vineyards of North America. Gently pressed grapes are harvested after juicing, dried, and finely milled and carefully blended into the finest dark chocolate. The Chardonnay Mark contains highly beneficial grape nutrients, flavanols, and has a natural sweetness that flavors the luscious dark chocolate. Mouth-watering, flavorful, delectable dark chocolate goodness with Chardonnay sweetness and beneficial nutrients. And it's alcohol-free, too. It's vine-to-bar chocolate. Order some today at vinetobar.com. That's V-I-N-E-T-O-B-A-R.com. Cold ship to your door, it's Vine to Bar. Vine to Bar chocolate. Visit us at vinetobar.com. Mike Lindell and MyPillow are offering a BOGO extravaganza on multiple MyPillow products. Now's the time to join the millions of Americans who have changed the quality of their sleep with MyPillow. Right now, take advantage of Mike's buy one, get one free pricing on MyPillow's bed sheets, Giza Elegance MyPillows, six-piece towel set, and roll-and-go anywhere MyPillows, and so much more. Just go to the radio listener specials page at MyPillow.com and use promo code Bethann or call 1-800-978-6168. Don't miss this incredible opportunity to buy one, get one free on select products. You will also receive Mike's book absolutely free with any purchase. Call 1-800-978-6168 or go to the radio listener special page at MyPillow.com. Promo code Bethann. Hi, I'm Mr. H, here to tell you about an unusual and sensational nutritional product that contains nine exotic fruits 
13 vitamins, 17 herbs, 18 amino acids, and 70 colloidal trace minerals. It's called Immuno 150. Nothing like it in the world. If you're trying to get rid of some pain or correct any health issue, you might try Immuno 150. Look at the website Immuno150.com. That's I-M-M-U-N-O-150.com. You've probably never consumed more than 20 minerals in your life, but your body needs at least 60 minerals. So try Immuno 150 to see what 70 minerals and 80 other nutrients can do for you. Call 888-316-2224. That's 888-316-2224. Packages start at $29.99 a month with signed agreement. Restrictions apply. Speak to a representative for complete offer details. See Vivint.com for license details. Terms and conditions apply. Homeowners, if you're looking for the best in home security and smart home technology at a price you can actually afford, we have great news. Now you can get Vivint's award-winning home security systems starting at about a dollar a day. U.S. News and World Report has recognized Vivint as the best professionally installed home security system of 2022. And right now, you can get Vivint's home security technology for about a dollar a day. Plus, get free professional installation from a licensed technician. Protect your home and loved ones for as low as a dollar a day. Call right now for your free home security consultation. 800-613-8053. That's 800-613-8053. We have returned to listening to CSC Talk Radio. I was trying to get Rudy to, to shop on Amazon for your book here. It's six ninety nine as the paperback, and I did. We didn't quite get the Kindle one yet, but how much it is. But um, uh, I encourage everyone to to get that. Um, it's going to be an easy read. Um, I've got I've got it in paperback because uh, Victoria sent it to me, so I could kind of look over it before we interviewed. And so I have that. It's not it's right. not the true paperback. I'm going to have to print it off, but I've got it. So um, I like the last, the second part of that title, An American Story, because America is the land of opportunity. It still is, even though they're, they're trying to, to control every part of our lives. We're still the land of opportunity. And... Uh, I know that you've lived that. I've lived that. I don't know that I've had the successes that you've had, but I have a very large family, and I consider that quite a success. I was a stay-at-home mom for a long time, and then I went to work to try and make sure that I keep shoes on those boys. I raised five of them, and uh, they're all good men and good fathers. I think they're uh, better parents than I was. They definitely took after their father. He was good. He was a good daddy to all of them. I was a little overwhelmed at times raising them, but, um, you know, we are the land of opportunity. They've had the opportunity to go to college if they wanted to. Uh, They worked their own way through. Uh, They worked hard. I didn't have the money to do all this for them. We helped them out when we could, but it is the land of opportunity, hard work and opportunity. And so many Americans now just want to sit back and they think it should just happen. (laughs) It just doesn't happen like that. Well, well, you you hit it on a very important point, uh, Bethann, and that is having uh, guidance from your your parents. 
uh, and unfortunately, there are too many families in America where there's only one parent, and, and most of the time, mm-hmm. it's uh, a father is missing. And all this research shows that fathers are very important in the social development of youngsters. And if you don't have a father who provides guidance and support and encouragement, it's very hard for youngsters, especially in the inner city, to have that moral compass to do the right thing and uh, look at the future as a very bright place to be instead of engaging in the activities they do, which is carjacking and other uh, nefarious things in that community. And uh, that's how they uh, wind up in jail or, or dead by the time they're 25. And I, to some degree, I, I blame the welfare programs and government oh. on that because they have done everything they can to destroy the family, to break the family down. And you and I both know that that is an institution God created and it's a good institution. And uh, that is something we miss in America right now. I mean, we have good families, but we see what's happening in these inner cities and we see what's happening. You know, divorce is so easy. <laughs> you know, it's just you don't even have to work at a marriage. You know, if I, I, I'm uncomfortable, so I'm just getting out of it. Well, then what does that do to children? I had a friend, uh, Dr. Sabrin, a long time ago. He said with all the single parent families, that, I mean, then it's growing. He said, we're going to raise a bunch of a generation or two generations of totally confused children. They're not going to know who they are, what they are, and, uh, they're going to be, they're not going to be able to, 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 um, to use common sense to, to make it in, in, uh, in life. They're just going to be confused. And I see that happening. And I think the school education system is providing some of that confusion, but it, you know, we've just put away God and we've put away common sense and we don't realize what we have in America. Well, if, if we abide by the Bill of Rights, we abide yes. by the Ten Commandments, which are basically common sense approaches to life, uh, everything will be well. Unfortunately, people turn back on some very simple principles and that's why you have uh, the divorce rate as high as it is you have uh, children uh, not anchored with uh, good values mm. and uh, become adults, and they, uh, they're confused, they're drifting, and they have no, no purpose in life. Right. And so this is the, the consequence of what's really, of, as you point out, a combination of the welfare state and the changing culture, where sexual identity seems to be the most important thing to some people, and also, uh, quite frankly, it's the whole abortion issue. Where yes. people think that um, destroying human life in the womb is is uh, morally acceptable, you know, and it's kind of scary. You know, it is it is anti God. The Democrat Party has made it very blatant that they're anti God. Uh, Republicans stay too quiet; they don't want to, you know, mess up things. You know, don't want to rock the boat. And we need to be rocking that boat. We need to tip it over, I think. But anyway. Um, that's my opinion, and I and I, I think we agree on most everything. But did you see we have the uh, State of the Union address tonight? Are you going to be watching that? <laughs> I, will. I think I have to because I, I <laughs> want to write something about it, given that I wrote about uh, Joe Biden last week and gave him an award, so people can read that on Substack. Uh, it's not it's not a very uh, good award to have, uh, but I also gave an award to um, someone who I've become very um, friendly with, and also have a business relationship. That's Michael Harrison, the publisher of Talkers Magazine. So uh, I saw that he's, he, he he's did the one the that forward. he's the one that published my book and it was very courageous of him to do that because um, 
not many publishers would take on someone relatively unknown to write an autobiography, and so he did it with gusto because he said, your story needs to be uh, read by so many Americans because it hopefully will inspire young people to not uh, be despaired and to say, keep on plugging away and you'll achieve your goals. You know, I I believe that those like you that came to this country, uh, I think you have a better appreciation. You studied that Constitution maybe more than uh, the regular born American that did. When I was in school, we had to study it. And we had to pass that Constitution test before we could continue in our grade and on to the next grade. And we had to do the same thing with the Missouri Constitution. And I don't know that they do that anymore. I, I don't have children in school right now, but I know it was a big deal when I was in school. And uh, I I got even a better appreciation, Murray, for the Declaration of Independence when I studied it. And I studied and read it because I was doing a dramatic reading of it. And I gained a whole different perspective of what our founding fathers were talking about. What, what, what that declaration does is point out that human beings are sovereign. So let, let me give you something even more uh, cogent. In the 60s, when I was in college, uh, one Sunday morning, I was watching a program on religion, and it happened to be uh, the Passover holiday, and a rabbi was being interviewed, and he said the essence of Judaism is the sovereignty of the individual. That yes. has stuck with me for uh, nearly 60 years. And that's essentially what America is about. It's the sovereignty of the individual, not the sovereignty of the king or the president or the uh, members of Congress. We have a sovereign God, you and I. And uh, that's why those who want power over us want to ignore that. They hate that word sovereign. They don't want, they don't like God. They don't want you and I to be sovereign individuals, and they don't want this country to be sovereign. And that just completely blows my mind, Murray. I don't understand that at all because I was raised and taught and learned completely the opposite, that those were good things, not bad things. And uh, so anyway, from immigrant to public intellectual and American story, God bless you, Murray. Thank you for being my guest today and for helping us all to understand this great country a little bit better and to help us bring America home. God bless you. Home.